0: Hello, and welcome to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And Maple. And on this week's show, we're going to be delving back into the target novelisations and this time we're we'll have a look at The Time Meddler, the first Doctor story. Uh but first, let's have some news. And well, unfortunately we're going to start the news off this week with some rather sad news and you have probably heard by now that the Doctor Who director, Christopher Barris, died at the age of eighty eight after um after a fall. Um yeah, I didn't I didn't actually realise he was that old, to be honest. No, I Uh, think you just take it for granted, really, don't you?
1: I I think you just sort of forget how long this stuff's been. We've just had the fiftieth anniversary, and he was directing right near the beginning. So
0: yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it tells you that he
1: they they are going to be yeah, it's going to be that sort of age. So I
0: mean, he was um, responsible for forty three episodes of Doctor Who um, between nineteen sixty three and nineteen seventy nine. And I, I mean, really, some
1: pretty classic ones. Yeah, as well.
0: and some I would say some very important stories as well. Actually, I mean, first of all, he's first directing Giggles the Daleks. Yeah, uh, and he replaced Rex Tucker, um, who so he left after artistic differences with Verity Lambert, didn't he? So there was a bit yes. of a, a bit of a friction there. So he ended up directing episodes one, two, four, and five. And it, so it says that he sort of obviously created the sink plunger cliffhanger at the end of episode one, uh, which has gone down as one of the most iconic shots in the history of the show. Yes. You know, um, then he returns to do The Rescue, which introduced Vicky. Uh, then The Romans, which which I find a very, very strange story, The Romans. Have you, have you watched that one recently? Not recently. Because it's, it, it's like a comedy until you get to the last episode. And it, it's a, and then the, sort of like the, the, their minds turn to murder. It's, it's such a strange strange sort of twist right at the end. It sort of flips on its head. Um, but it's a very very enjoyable story though. Um, then he did the uh, the savages, which was the last story to feature Stephen Taylor, uh, as you know, it's played by Peter Purvis, which I've never seen. Well, you can't anyway. Um, but I haven't even heard the audio of that either. No, I haven't, no. I haven't heard of that. Uh, but then after that. And, again, another really important one was Patrick Troughton's first story, The Power of the Daleks, which, I mean, I've listened to the audio of that, and it is utterly fantastic. I mean, the atmosphere in that is is brilliant. Uh, and then after that, he did The Demons, which not too long ago we did a commentary on, did we? Yes. It was our last yeah. Pertwee commentary, uh, which we, we greatly enjoyed. It's a fantastic yeah. romp.
1: Yeah, I one of my favourite.
0: Yeah, indeed. Uh, and then after that, he did The Mutants, which I think gets a bit of a rough ride, personally it was just at that, that period wasn't it yeah i mean they said it's one of those overlong um, yeah. stories it is a six part story and probably yeah it probably did need a bit trimming down but that's what they were asked to do you know so i actually think it's quite a quite an interesting interesting story it's mean, sort of um a take on british colonialism and all that but you know, I think it's quite good. I think it's good. Yeah. Um, and then again, he was asked to come out and do robot, and I think he—I don't know if he was asked to sort of like your go-to director to, to introduce Doctors by this point, sort of first Doctor or sort of first stories of a new Doctor, I should say. Because um, robots again is a bit of a a bit of an odd odd one, isn't it? Yes, because it's sort of a carryover from Pertwee's era. So it's a. But I, I think again, it's still quite a good story. Kevin takes the mic out of the. The, the toy tank at the end and the and the bad CSO, but But that that's that's the tools you have to work with. Exactly. Isn't it it's, it's, you do the best with what yeah, you've
1: got. Yeah, you know? yeah, if you if you produce something with that now, then yeah, fair enough. Take the Mickey out of it.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, not
1: not not to, to, to blame them for retrospectively not have invented CGIs of it.
0: No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but then after that he did *Brand of Morbius, which is another classic. Yeah. Another classic one. Um, now, what I didn't realise that he's one of the faces of the uh, you know, the previous incarnations when the Doctor has the, has the battle with the you know the minds' battle with Morbius at the end. Yes, um, he's he's one of the one of the. I don't know if he's one of Morbius's incarnations or it's supposed to be one of the Doctor's previous incarnations. I'm not sure, but uh, I don't think they knew at that point, did they? So no. Um, but yeah, another classic story. Another classic story. Um, then his final one for Doctor Who was Creature from the Pit, which I suppose hasn't really been, say, you know, classed as a classic as such, has it? No. But I did I, 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 I watch it recently.
1: Come on, there's enough there in that to, to say, yes, there is a talent here, isn't there?
0: Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's not a classic story, but yeah. I find it entertaining. Yeah. It's an entertaining story to watch, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's an utter sort of um, one of the legends of, of directors in the world of Doctor Who, really is. And not only that, yeah. I mean, he's done things like Paul Temple, Moonbase 3, um, Angels, remember Angels? That Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Aeneid in line, Z Cars, or Grecious Great and Small. Um, he even did uh, 11 episodes of The Tripods as yeah. well, uh, which I must admit, I haven't watched since it first aired back in the 80s, so I don't know if that's I'm sort of due a, a reappraisal of that. I didn't really engage with The Tripods back then.
1: No, it was it was one of it was one of those ones where I probably actually would appreciate it more now. I think I think I'll and probably, I must would though. probably yeah. get around to watching it. Yeah, but uh,
0: yeah, so very very sad news, and but you know, an utterly fantastic director, and I think whose contribution the doctor should should not be underestimated at all. Yeah, really? well, I think yeah. we I think we say this now. We've we've we'd already decided that
1: our next commentary would be one of his again. Yes, revisiting his again almost straight away
0: exactly yeah so um we might just just because we decided we
1: we we wanted to do a few that we actually were our favorites so we at the demons and next is going to be
0: the brain of morbius yes if
1: everything goes to plan yes now it um, probably means with us it won't no
0: well the reason we picked it really was because it's our third anniversary uh next month we mean this podcast been going for the uh, for three years, on the eighteenth of March, isn't it? I think it was our first episode yes. went went out. Um, now, unfortunately, we're not, we're not actually going to re- record in the commentary until after, um, but it's it's the closest weekend we can recall to our, our yes. anniversary. So, uh, so, for our third anniversary, we 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 should do a commentary, yeah. and we just selected a story we we like really. Yeah, um, yeah. R- rather than sit there and say, "Is this
1: really?" Different? How do we feel about this? At exactly. Now we want to do. Something. We just wanted something that we was actually going to sit and enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. So totally. Yeah. Uh, so.
0: Um, uh, so okay. in, in a weird, weird bit of you know, um, cosmical uh, alignment, and everything. It's sort of we're now sort of it's sort of like a little tribute to Christopher Barry as well. Um, yes. At the same time. So. Yeah. Uh,
1: yes. Well, we are pointing out it was nothing to do with us.
0: No. No. <laughs> Yeah, that's an evil thing to say, <laughs> Oh dear, right, okay, let's get on to some other news. Um, now, an interesting thing, there's going to be a cinema show for the Enemy of the World and the Web of Fear. At the yes. Pri- uh, yes, at the Prince Charles Cinema on Saturday the 22nd of February, which is next weekend. Yes. Actually, um, it starts at 11.15 and it also includes a 45 minute Q&A session uh, chaired by Toby Haydoke. And it's already sold out. Yes, it has. It has.
1: Um, now, and, and, and we couldn't go anyway because I'm already doing something. Indeed. I mean, it's next this week. It's, 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 it's this Saturday coming.
0: Yes, yes, it is. So What sort of notice was that to give us? I know. Crikey. So, yeah, the tickets went on sale yet on Friday the 14th. On yep. Valentine's Day, it's the ideal Valentine's gift. That's obviously why people have snapped up the tickets. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, well, the tickets were eleven pounds fifty.
1: i have one. Yeah, I bought your present. It hasn't arrived yet. <laughs>
0: to,
1: it to come, but we're going to have make a weekend of it next weekend. Don't worry.
0: It was over that or that camping holiday, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, um, so apparently it's going to have uh, cast members and um, a member of the Troughton family, it says there. Yes. So, uh, it doesn't say which member of the Troughton family. I'd probably say Michael. Michael Troughton or David Troughton?
1: Yeah, it could be either, really,
0: couldn't Yeah. I, I've, who's um, the oldest one? It's David, isn't it? Uh, I, can't, I think so. Was it my? Oh, God, I can't remember. The one who's been in Doctor Who mm. quite a few times, actually. It's... it's uh, it's David. Uh, our no, cricket, current. Season,
1: cricket season doesn't start till April. It might
0: be Jim. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so unfortunately, if you if you so if you are going to that, well done. Yes. Well, done, and if you like we are it.
1: very jealous.
0: We are jealous because we love like to have gone and seen that. Actually, yeah. I know you can watch it on DVD and whatever, but um, on iTunes. But it would have been nice well, to see. We already screen. have withdrawal symptoms from the BFI stuff last year. Aren't yeah, we? This, I know. This would have just nicely. Would have been the ticket, wouldn't it? it. Yeah, Would have been the ticket, but, ah, oh, well, never mind, never mind. Now, um, some Big Finish news. Now, some time ago, we uh, mentioned that Big Finish had approached Philip Hinchcliffe to write some stories uh, for the Fourth Doctor to basically sort of carry on that sort of gothic theme that they had going, which was very successful. I suppose you could say it was the golden age of Doctor Who, really, wasn't it, back yes. then? Yes. Um, now, the first of his stories, uh, which is called Philip Hinchcliffe Presents, um, it's released on the... Oh, it's in September, actually. No actual that was September 2014. And it's a six-part story called The Ghosts of Greystead, and it, Which sounds exactly like... Oh, <laughs> it's exactly. I mean, A let,
1: story from that era, doesn't it?
0: It does, doesn't it? Um, I mean, let me read this out to you. It um, features d- the Doctor in Leela in Victorian London... Already, I'm hooked. Um, in the year 1860, and the little um, synopsis is: at St. Clarence's Hospital, respected surgeon Sir Edward Scrivener requires the bodies of the dead. At Doctor McDivitt's exhibition of living wonders and curiosities, miracles are afoot, and in Graceded House, the ghosts will walk again. Mordrager has come to earth. It sounds great already, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds absolutely great. Now, actually, there is the the actually. When I first looked at this news, um, news link, I've actually updated it to include the second story, which is called The Devil's Armada. And this one says the uh, synopsis is The TARDIS materialized in Sistan Village in the 16th century. Catholic priests are hunted, so called witches are drowned in the ducking stall, and in the shadows, the Vipterian are watching and waiting. <laughs> mm, sounds good. Now, yeah. um, there's a big finish. Um, I think it's called Big Finish Day 5 in Slough, which is on sept- uh, Saturday, the 13th of September. Um, and the CD box set will be launched at this Big Finish Day. And it says here that um, Tom Baker and Philip Hinchcliffe will be attending. Hmm. So whether that'll sell out or not, I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't that clash with another convention? Isn't that the roundabout time of Hooverville or something like that? Or or the or the Blue Box Convention or something? Or
1: Um... Yeah, I'm sort of a bit lost on dates. That yeah,
0: I think... I know it's, a, it's quite a busy period for sort of Doctor Who conventions around about that time, so... Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this sound... I mean, it's got me hooked already. I mean, Philip Hinchcliffe in Victorian England. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, it sounds great. So even, like, the 16th century one as well, sort of like the Witchfinder General, that sort of stuff. That that must yeah. be... Yeah. That sounds great. That sounds you really can, you great. You can
1: imagine Tom Baker in that sort of...
0: Yeah, you could do, actually, yeah. <laughs> Right, now, um, I was going to say, I think now is the time for Pointless Awards and Pointless Polls uh, time, actually. The, um, it was Doctor Adventures magazine. They had a poll of the, um, for the ultimate monster from the Christmas special time with the Doctor. And the Daleks claimed a major victory, apparently. They got 55% of the vote. Yeah, what a surprise. What a surprise. Uh, the Cybermen came at 17%. Weeping Angels at 14%, Sontaran's at 10%, and The Silence at 4%. Yeah, I'm, I'm wow. just
1: slightly... The, the Silence got 4%, to be honest. That's
0: the only surprise in that poll. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. It's because it... Well, I don't know. As I say, pointless poll. Um, and it was pointless us mentioning it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we fear we, we a short show, do we? we <laughs> I think we must do, actually. I think we must do. Now, there's one thing we mentioned sort of two podcasts ago when we uh, talked about the Twelfth Doctor's new outfit. And we were sort of like saying about um, that the shoes, or the BBC said the shoes were made by Doc Martins. Yes. And you said, Paul, they were Lokes. Yes. And you were right, weren't you? Yes. Because the BBC had to um, put a statement out saying that they are not Doc This is the, from their official Twitter uh, account as well. The new boots worn by the Doctor are not Doc Martins, as our expert costume department believes uh, they were, but he may wear them in the future. So, yes, they are actually Lokes, uh, which is uh, a Kettering-based f- footwear firm, um, appointed by the Queen as well. Yeah, she often wears those boots. She does, doesn't <laughs> she?
1: <laughs> that, that's, that's how I identified them.
0: Now, I'd just begin to wonder, Paul, if uh, the BBC listened to listened to our podcast and uh, had, had began to doubt themselves. Obviously, obviously. So, um, so what I'm going to say is a not so expert costume department at the BBC. Then <laughs> you would think they they check, wouldn't you, before double check everything before
1: putting it out a? Uh...
0: Yeah. Now, I think the other thing as well is the BBC um, said it was a Crombie coat. It's not even a Crombie coat either. Crombie said they hadn't made. Uh, Peter Capaldi's coat, but see, it might be simply a case of the coat being made out of Crombie cloth. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but apparently... I
1: suspect if you want to offer them enough money, they will do.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, precisely. But then it's, but according to his other online pieces, Crombie have provided the BBC's costume department with several coats for the new series. So I'd imagine they've taken a few coats and just remade them. Yeah. Recut them, I suppose. But, yeah. So there we go. I, I, that, I think there, Paul, I think that was um, a first for our podcast. We we predicted the future.
1: Yes.
0: We certainly did. <laughs> okay, as then. As opposed to usually living in the past. Well, I, I think, as as our heads are, are swollen with, with um, I don't know what to could say, really, smugness. <laughs> Let's make a trip over to Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, now we've got um, two sort of items. It's, well, it's so I can say it's two items a tat. But the second item a tat is one of many, isn't it? I suppose you could say. Yes. Yes. Now, the first bit is a New Zealand Dalek coin has been released. Hooray for you people in New Zealand. Yes, New Zealand Mint have released a coin featuring the Dalek. It's apparently the first in a five-coin series featuring classic Doctor Who monsters. Okay. Now, this is a limited mintage of 5,000 coins. Uh, yeah. We're
1: back to the unlimited vintage. We, no, we
0: are back to limited vintage. Um gra- uh, crafted from a half ounce of fine silver. Um each con is sold with an individual presentation case uh, along with an individual number certificate of authenticity. Um it will be issued under the licensing authority of Nguye. I don't know what the hell that is. It's pronounced N-I-U-E. I'm pronouncing it ny. So there you are. So <laughs> <Here> you <go>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um Apparent, it's got a face value of one dollar, one New Zealand dollar. Yes, but it actually costs seventy. Yes, indeed. Plus uh, shipping. Yes, apparently on the um, it's got a, a finely engraved border design. The is it the obverse? I think that the, the reverse side of a coin is called an obverse. Yes. Yes. Um, features the in rank broadly effigy of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. God bless I'm, her. I'm just
1: wondering, people who don't really know, get, get hold of this. A Doctor Who monsters. coin on it
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) when did she attack (laughs) well I knew she was (laughs) she was in um, oh god the titanic one the bloody voyage of the dam she was in that wasn't she (laughs) which which we covered not too long ago did we on our Christmas (laughs) podcast and I forgot I put it out of my mind already there we go yeah so yeah, $70 bloody hell I've no idea what that equates to in in, uh, sterling but um, yeah that's that's a lot of money Really, that's a rather lot of money.
1: Well, now, they, they, they've done a few of these, haven't they? Because they did the box set or whatever, didn't they?
0: Yeah, that was that one. They weren't they the gold ones? Um,
1: this, there was a they, there was it, a box set of of all the doctors, doctors, I think. Yeah, but there
0: then was a gold one as well. Yeah, this which is this was this is a new series. Which though, was isn't hundreds it, isn't? of dollars. Yeah, exactly. What? Well, not It two hundred and fifty. We were say about two hundred and fifty quid... Sterling, wasn't it, or something? No, actually actually there was I'm more, just, wasn't it? I just clicked on it now. Oh, it's right, okay. Three
1: thousand dollars.
0: Three thousand
1: New Zealand dollars. For what? For this coin? For the gold coin.
0: Oh, for the gold coin. Blimey. Yeah, yeah.
1: no no for for the one we've just been talking about it was only seventy. So that's a bargain.
0: That <laughs> is snap them up now, people. them up now, you you love New Zealand people. Crikey. Um anyway, now for our last item of tat this week. Character options have announced a new series of Doc 2 figures. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, featuring the new regenerated 12th Doctor, which we covered um, a couple of weeks ago, which you yes. said like Den Hegarty out of darts. Other figures in the set is another 11th Doctor figure. I don't quite know why. Uh, a Clara figure, a Weeping Angel, and he's an Assault Dalek, a Zygon, and the one that puzzles us the most is an Imperial Guard Dalek. Yes. Which we've never seen in anything.
1: Or at least can't remember seeing.
0: Now, unless it was as we were sort of discussing about this before we started recording, unless it's sort of hiding in the background of Tom yeah. the Doctor or Dave the Doctor. But it's um basically the golden bronze Dalek, but it's got a black dome and instead of the plunger attachment, it's got this weird I dunno what you could call it really. Uh. Like an industrial egg whisk. Thing, yeah,
1: but it looks like it's got another sort of eye stalk on the the end. We we didn't know that was that was for the short short sighted Daleks, it was the reading attachment.
0: I don't know, yeah, I'm a complete loss with this. Now, apparently, um, each one comes in its own, they're all fully posed with the 3.75 inches tall, and apparently, they come in their own display case as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what that is, and uh, there are seven to collect in the series. So As to be said,
1: the Clara one does not do her any favours,
0: does no, it? No, it certainly doesn't. It certainly doesn't. Now, these figures are available uh, from early March, uh, but some retailers are allow- allowing you to pre-order from next week. And uh, no doubt, it's probably Forbidden Planet. Yeah, more, more, more than likely. OK, then, folks, well, that's it for the news this week. So coming up um, very, very soon is our review of the target novelisation of the Time Meddler. So for another week, then, that was the news. OK, then everybody, it's time to have a look at another Target book. And as I said at the top of the show, this time we are doing The Time Meddler, which is a first Doctor story. And this one was released in 1987. And the author was Nigel Robinson uh, yes. for this one. So uh, it's my turn to kick this off, isn't it? This it is. Time. Uh, do you know, I again, as I think it seems to be a running theme with all these Target books. So I don't because I this is why we pick them. But again, it's another quick read. Yes, I mean, they, they all are. Aren't they all are really. And I've got to admit, I really rather enjoyed this. I really did enjoy it because I mean, I like I like the Time Medler anyway as a, as a TV serial, and it didn't deviate too much from the no. from the serial. Um, there are a few differences which will which will will come to um, later, but I, I, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good. Um, Quick read. It was enjoyable. Um It didn't. There were not even even some of the slower sort of quick. books, it's still slow parts where you sort of. I've got to say, get on with it. But um I didn't feel that at all. It's a very, very. It rattles along at a good pace. The book actually, yeah. I think, works in some ways better
1: because yeah, this this story does jump around between the different characters. The characters are quite split up. Yeah, aren't they? You don't you don't get a um, sort of. Every shot has got nearly everybody in it. Sort well, of well, that's, story.
0: That's it, because that's one of the criticisms I've I've heard about the the TV serial, which I don't fully understand. Really, is the fact they say it, it's padded. It's too long. It, it could have been possibly have been like a three parter, and I don't agree with that at no. all. And but I think if anyone had that problem in the TV version, I, I think that the the a novelisation of it that's that's to its advantage because as you say, you've got the. You got the doctor doing his thing. You got Stephen and Vicky doing their thing, uh, and, I th- and 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 I, I think it really works. It's yeah. great. I love it.
1: Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I did
0: quite like it. I
1: mean, um I hadn't realised actually the original story was a Dennis Spooner one.
0: No, I hadn't until I sort, of, um, sort of sort of sort of delving into this a bit more.
1: To which actually, you know, I never quite. I don't often think of him as Doctor Who. It is obviously more for his. Random Hopkirk and... Um, yeah.
0: Did he do The Avengers as well? Dennis he Spooner? did some
1: of The Avengers, yes. He wrote for... Well, he was with Brian Clemens a lot, weren't he? So he yeah. did quite a lot of the Department S, the Jason King, that sort of stuff, wrote for The Avengers. though Those sort of 60s Light, series.
0: Light-hearted, sort of almost got like... I mean, I suppose you could say... Even Spy
1: got, adventure sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so I always... I agree with you. I was associate with those stories rather than rather than Doctor Who, but a lot of I, mean, I think a lot of Dennis Spooner's Doctor Who um, stories are are quite comedic. Yes, and Roger Robinson has basically hasn't really changed an awful lot, has he? Plot wise, no. I mean, he's he's, had, he's embellished in, in certain areas, which will he's wh- he's tried to tidy up the he has little holes that were left.
1: Yeah, um, but hasn't? Yeah, hasn't. Really changed any of the um, dialogue? No, which which is really the strong part of this. Oh, it is episode.
0: I mean, uh, I mean to, I mean, to paraphrase, paraphrase, paraphrase the first doctor from the Aztecs. He hasn't, he hasn't changed one line, has he?
1: No,
0: not one line. You know, it's um, yeah, it, it's fine. Fan- I, I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think the thing um, because it's set on the coast. And obviously, the TV version you can obviously tell it's it's so studio bound. Yes, but in this you get that that sort of thing because he sort of talks about the like the sea air and the seagulls and the sea breeze and and like Vicky sort of looking at at, at that and enjoying and wanting to stay there a bit longer because she she because this follows directly from um the chase, doesn't it? Yes. And, it sort of starts to begin and sort of like she likes to see more of New York and everything. And but when she's sort of standing outside and seeing that period of Earth's history, she she sort of quite taken in by it, and which you don't get in the in the series because you say because it does move along quite quickly, doesn't it?
1: It does, and it's yeah because and it is. I mean, as, as much as they have done with the sets, there is definitely the the fact that it is done in a set as yeah. opposed to. On location, as obviously they didn't really do in those days. No, Um, and I have to say the the best thing about this book is the fact that I don't actually visualise any of the series, the TV, while I'm reading it.
0: No, there is some very very good descriptive writing. There is a
1: habit when you're reading these books to actually see the set as it was. Yeah, on the TV while you're thinking about while you're visualising the story. This I didn't. This this. Basically, allowed me to write my own scenery, if you like. Yeah, imagine my own scenery.
0: Yeah, no, I I I agree with that. I do agree with that. I think it was um sort of very very well done, and also he he had a better sort of sense of passage of time as well in this because it seemed to be a longer trek from the from the from the beach up to the village. Yes, really, didn't it? So I think really in the um, I think they sort of alluded to that. Um, a little bit in the t- in the televised version,
1: because everything moves so quickly, you did have the sort of they left one building and they left the monastery and turned up at the village in the next yeah, second. Or yeah,
0: yeah, the the TV version is very much a sense of everything's on top of each other, isn't it? Yeah. But in this, you you sort of get a, a more sense of the landscape. Yeah. Which I which I that's what I liked about it because it it he it, it did try to sort of sort of evoke that period of history a bit more than possibly that the, than the TV. Uh, version tried to do
1: it did you had i mean you had the the more of a sense of where this was and what why it was so important to time i yeah. think from the the book than you do from the the tv i mean the tv just really does sort of say this is the date this is what happens this is what happens yeah this you get a more of the what how it how it's going to happen how history goes through this period yeah yeah
0: you sort of um why it's so important. Yeah, to hear, yeah it. They, they, he does sort of state that quite a few times, doesn't he? About the, the whole thing about um, Harold having to march down after defeating the Vikings. Yeah. And because his troops were, his army was basically tired from the march, they lost the Battle of Hastings. Yes. So it was, I, I, that, but. I, you understand the plan a lot more. You
1: do. Why the plan is there for yeah. the monk a lot more from the book than you might do. Without actually knowing, if you didn't actually know that period of history
0: yeah. history well yourself. Now, that actually talking about the monks playing. Now, there was one thing, uh, and I can't remember whether whether this in the TV series or not because I only managed to watch two episodes uh, before we start recording. I just didn't get time to watch episodes three and four. Did did the monk have his sort of his sort of list of things to do, his to do list? Yes, he had it on a big scroll which he ticked off. Yeah. Now I. Fu- <laughs> Now, if I was because because that's exactly the same in the book then, isn't it? Because yeah. that's one thing I would have done away I with.
1: Mean, it, it, it's even more obvious on the TV <laughs> than it is
0: in the book. It's sort, of <laughs> it's sort of like a shopping list sort of, it's sort of like bite.
1: <laughs> oh, it is very much a shopping list. I mean, like
0: it is. Tea, t- t- onions, <laughs> <laughs> toothpaste, defeat Vikings. Peter King Harold. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. No, it, it 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 is even more.
1: It is it, there. There is. I think it's actually toned down a bit in the book, to be honest, which yeah. surprised me. I must admit.
0: Yeah, I know. I thought I thought he would have done away with that. Um, actually, in the book, but no, it, it's it's all there. It's all there, isn't it? So... <laughs> but um, as we say, he sort he does expand on certain things as well. Um, now the one thing I I did I think was was better in the book because I think it, it was a bit more descriptive was the the relationship between the doctor and edith yes uh who was um oh i've got to, was it volnov's uh wife volnov well, yeah um well. now there's one thing what he described about us so said she looked old beyond her 30 years and it said sort of like and obviously sort of and obviously 15 years of marriage yes so volnov as that i thought bloody hell do i mean Okay, I know this was sort of 1987, and I know the sort of times were, were, were different, but at the end of the day, it's still a kid's book. Now, obviously, this sort of thing did go the, on, didn't it? Yeah. yeah it's,
1: it's reflecting the period. Pe- people only had a short lifespan. Yeah.
0: So, childhood was not a long period. Now, for, for those of you who haven't read this book, um, if you have seen the tele- televised version, uh, Volnov is a good deal older than Edith. Yes. And he's practically an old man in the, uh, in the in the in the TV version. It doesn't really give a hint to what his age is, does it? Really? No, but you'd sort of book.
1: expect if he's the leader of the
0: you expect, the village, yeah. You expect
1: then to... he would be one of the elders.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it was quite. A, I thought quite a strong a strong thing to put in the book. Yes, really, I really did. Um, it did sort of. I must have it sort of caught me by surprise somewhat. But as you say, factually correct. Yes, that's what that's what happened. That's what. Well, happened.
1: I mean, in the book, you do sort of it does touch on the fact that she's attacked by the Vikings and what that would mean. Well, does yeah, because TV,
0: yeah, um, the TV version is very ambiguous about what happens. So I think you, you can probably guess. Yes, uh, what they've done, but in the book, she's,
1: she's more she's just in shock, isn't she? To a certain extent, yeah. the TV, yeah. Whereas the book, the book is a bit.
0: Yeah, because the book says the Vikings, they sort of capture her, take her into the, into the, um, into the, the hut. Yeah. Uh, and then so they have like a lustful look in their eye. Yes. And then it cuts to the next scene. Yeah. And it leaves you in no doubt whatsoever what's happened.
1: Yeah. The only Absolutely problem not. with that then is, does it does slightly jarred with me, then that, of course, when the Doctor returns to the village, mm. she's all friendly again with him. And it's all supposed to have been roughly, you think, in roughly the same day, if not, well, it, it, a day it after. It does.
0: It does. The doctor does sort of think to himself that she's not quite herself. She wasn't the same as she was before. Yeah,
1: yeah. and there is there is a mention sort of of that, but yeah, it, it, it's it's. I mean, obviously the 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 he's got to follow the story by that stage. Mm. Yeah, and um, it's a question of really how else do you deal with it? I suppose. Yeah, the it. But it did sort of. Slightly well, did jar with me to that extent because you've it sort of made it a bit more obvious what happens to her, but then obviously, it's, it has to carry on with the story as it was,
0: yeah. I mean, the, the, the sort of um, I could say, reaper, well, no, the repercussions you get at the end, I, that's a repercussion, is the wrong words, but the, yeah. the sort of the you know, the, the the trauma that obviously she must have gone through, as, yes. you, as you say, it, it sort of skipped over, isn't it, to a certain yeah. degree, yeah. Um, but again. Which
1: I think, which I wouldn't have probably picked up in the from the TV. No, to no, you wouldn't have
0: done. No, not at all. Um, um,
1: it's just suddenly it, it does sort of bring it home to you. Suddenly you realize, yes, of course they're Vikings and what Vikings did. Yes, indeed they. Yeah,
0: so um, so yeah. Um, that's what I was talking about the um, the Vikings. Um yes. Do you think they were better served in the book than they were? Because they I, were in the I, TV. Th- in I the think TV they version? were. Yes.
1: You you got a better you got a sense that they was fighting men, didn't you? Than you do from the TV. Yeah. I mean, I I asked you, did you who did you think about when you actually saw the Vikings on television? Yes. Yeah. And my first thought was when they came over the, the edge of the cliff. Is oh they've got Lord Flashheart with them. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> <It> was... <laughs> And from that moment on, when I was watching it on the TV, that was all I could think
0: of. Oh dear, little flash out Now you are absolutely right. <laughs> oh dear, because the the the, uh, the Sven and Ulf um, yes. double act, um, they sort of played that a lot more in the book. That that Sven's more. I think it was Sven, wasn't it? He, he was a bit more of a coward. He wanted to basically hide, didn't he?
1: Yeah. He he, he then decided they'd obviously seen um, who was the. The the Viking fighter amongst them killed, wasn't it? He? he was the one that was actually killed in the yeah when the villagers caught up with them the first time.
0: Yeah, was it? Um,
1: and you and you get the feeling the big, that, was
0: it the big fight was with Gunnar, wasn't it, or something? Yes,
1: yeah. And you, yeah, you did get the feeling that having seen him get killed, he suddenly decided this wasn't perhaps somewhere they wanted he wanted to be. No, that's
0: right, that's right. He was
1: quite happy to lay low until the rest of the fleet arrived, rather than trying to. Do what they'd set out to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Um, no, because uh, the other thing as well, the sort of like the the battle described in that the first little skirmish they have, where um, the character of Eldred gets injured, and that's when Voronov takes him up to the to the monastery. It sounds quite exciting when you read the yes. book. Yes, yeah, it's, it's quite it's quite a gripping um, sort of gripping battle. You know the way it's written. Uh, but then you see the televised version now. This was Douglas that was Douglas Canfield's first uh, directorial attempt, wasn't it? Yes, um, and he was quite known for for, for directing quite good action scenes. Um, you could tell then he was still learning his trade somewhat, wasn't he? <laughs> he was also, I mean, and to
1: be honest, I think the biggest problem is space in terms of being that, able to. Yeah,
0: because that is quite a tight set they're fighting on yeah. there, isn't it? You're fighting yeah. on a set for starters, that's then
1: got to have a lot of dressing to it. Yeah. That basically, you couldn't have more than three people in the set at the same time. without it looking <laughs> crowded. So, rather than it being this attack of the most of the villagers, it yeah. became rather a, a very staged, you, you, you swing at me and I'll swing at you sort of.
0: Yeah, the set. Yeah, it was very much. And I'll duck now. Yeah. You know, way before you swing the sword at me. But <laughs> I mean, actually, if you're talking about the TV, rather than
1: and and how these things done the actual second battle what we saw of it where mm-hmm. they actually at the end where the villagers will get capture them again yeah um was was a lot better done because it was done more in a long shot
0: right cuz uh, I've it's a long time since I last watched the time medlar and I think... and you get the feeling that
1: perhaps having watched the watched back
0: the first bit yeah
1: he's actually realised himself that perhaps that didn't quite work, but obviously in those days they couldn't go back and reshoot it. No, that's right. So when it comes to doing it later on, he uh, finds a way of doing it better.
0: Yeah. Now, the other thing, um, because obviously, as I talk about the retribution for um, Edith's sexual assault um, by um, Sven and and, um, Ulf. Yes. Um, Now, in the book... You definitely see them get their comeuppance. Basically, Voronov, basically murders them with the statement of "This is what you did to my wife." Yes. Now these are the the uh, missing seconds out of the story, aren't they? Yes, there was bits that were cut,
1: obviously by some for some overseas, yeah, screening, and um, which these are the copies that came back, weren't they? Because this, these were this, lost. This was a
0: lost story at one time. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's right. And so. The bits where they're actually stabbed or killed—I'm not quite sure. I can't remember now because there is—they do play the audio of. They've still got the audio of the, the the twelve seconds that was cut. That's right. Yeah. I can't remember whether he actually says uh, this. Is, this was for my wife. In that,
0: it's on the DVD extras, isn't it? But it's a long. Yeah. As I say, it's a long time since I last watched the extras, and I didn't get around to watching yeah. episodes three and four of this, as I said earlier. So, um, so I'm, I'm very much. I can't remember. The
1: but then I think, to be honest, I think the book did sort of. Try to bring that point home a bit more than the TV series did. Yeah, um, as much as it could. I mean, because actually, both obviously
0: aimed at a younger audience. Yes, indeed, indeed. Now, um, not um too much detail. Obviously, we haven't really spoke much about uh, the monk, have we? No, really. Um, or, or Vicky and Stephen, for that matter. Um, as you, as you sort of find them in the books. I thought. I mean, I quite like the character of Stephen Taylor anyway, and I think he sort of kept that the same sort of character going in the book. And he wrote The First Doctor very well as well, I, th- I found.
1: Yeah, you, you, you did imagine, you did get the, the sort of attitude of The
0: First Doctor coming through very much the Yeah, they're very sort from of the book. impatient and tetchy. And, uh, yeah. I, I thought he'd he, he very, very well written. I well think and Stephen actually worked
1: quite well as a double act. They did. Which they need to in this story, because if they don't, because a lot of the story is, is them two.
0: It is to be honest, really, rather because, than the
1: Doctor. Well, because the, do- the Doctor's double act is with the Monk.
0: Yeah, and then the Doctor sits out the second episode. Yes, uh, which he does in the book as well. That that is completely yes. taken for from from the TV series. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you say Vicky and, uh, and Stephen do carry the story, and I I have I do like the the Stephen Taylor character anyway. Um. Because it, I like I like the the fact they kept that he's sort of disbelief that A he was in a time machine and and, and B that he'd actually travelled back. To that point in Earth's history. Yeah.
1: You know, so and, and the fact that his character develops, he, he doesn't stand fast. Well, when he's proved wrong, he's he's quite happy to accept that he's proved wrong. Yeah, that's it. I I quite like the character and I think the character works in the book. And and, and you do get the the chemistry between the two of them in the book.
0: Yeah. Oh you do, definitely. Definitely, uh, it's um, as I say. He did capture the TARDIS team's sort of dynamic fantastically. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, I thought it's brilliant. Um, but as you're saying, you know, the monk, he he did sort of write him as sort of being little and chubby face to basically describing Peter Butterworth, really. Um, yeah. And as I say, it's hard to get Peter Butterworth's image out of your minds when you when you're reading this.
1: It is, and I mean, I must admit, I mean, as, as good as the writing is, and I think the writing is good for the, for them, and and the play between the Doctor and the Monk is, is very good. It is, yeah. It does lack the actual performance of, I think it's actually some of the best yeah. between, of Hartnell is alongside Butterworth, I think. I this. think so, yeah. It
0: is, I think sort I agree of the, with that. the,
1: not only equal in terms of what they are as, as to be Time Lords, although you don't actually know that at this No, that's it, you don't. Um, but yeah, there is just that sort of, the, the two of them go, uh, going at each other is very good on on screen and it it does transfer to the the book does does get that, but perhaps not you do, the' facial expressions of the two of them yeah on screen are, a slight you just can't
0: actually translate into you can't world. you really can't actually there's one thing I, I never realized actually um about Peter Butterworth he hadn't actually made a carry on film before he appeared in this story, no, and I never realized that I thought he'd been in, but it, it was obviously right because he didn't he wasn't really in any of the old black and white ones was he no. Um, peter Butworth so um yeah i was, I was quite surprised I was quite surprised but um but i mean, I, I do enjoy peter buttworth in the, in, the, in this story anyway, and i yeah. think that, I think that because he made such a such an impression, i think if even if the the writer had described the monk as being taller and younger, perhaps i still wouldn't be able to accept it because i could because ah. Peter Buttworth is always at the forefront all the times i he
1: yeah, got the character, you felt so right
0: yeah. Exactly. Now, because um, the other thing that the book does sort of um, get right, really, because what we said, that it, 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 as you said at the beginning, it ties up a lot of loose ends, doesn't it? Yes. The book?
1: There's, there's, there's actually two things. You said you haven't listened to the, you haven't watched the last two episodes. Yeah. There's two things that actually the, the book does much better than the TV series. Yeah. One is when they're tied up. Um, after the Vikings, the monk joins with the Vikings. Yeah. And he leaves them tied up.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: And the, they're, they're talking about, oh, is this going to be history and what's going to be in the books? Uh, if he changes history, what about the books that haven't been written and all this? Yeah, yeah. You get a big speech from the doctor that says about how much of a fundamental change this is. Anybody that has Norman blood in them mm. will not exist. If, if William the Conqueror does, is defeated. So if you have, you know, it's not just that you will remember history differently. It is that you may not be here. There's actually a strong possibility that you will not be here. Yes, right. Which the doesn't actually, TV doesn't actually, the show, television doesn't actually touch on that much. It this, just sort of says about, you know, that oh, we'll all remember it differently. Not yeah. that we may not actually even be here.
0: Now the book certainly got that right. And again it, it, it what I said earlier about the doctor and the Aztecs about when when Barbara wanted to change history. Yeah. And he said you mustn't not one you mustn't change you know, not one line. And it sort of echoes that sense those sentiments again. Yes. And it makes a lot more sense because I think the, the, the first doctor was a lot more passionate about that. Yes. Than I think the subsequent doctors were, to be honest with you. Well, but his, his whole thing with the monk is, you know,
1: this is this is so totally wrong. This is the, the monk is the opposite to him, isn't it?
0: Well, the well, the monks doing it for I don't think you can say noble reasons, but you, they're not for evil reasons, are they? Um, in, in the because in the book he's saying he wants to. It's for peace.
1: It sort of is, and it isn't. It, it's 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 for fun as much as anything. Yeah, yeah. He quite likes the idea, and I think he quite likes the idea that if he can shape them then they' become they're obviously look up to him,
0: yeah, I think there is that thing what he would like to be king or or some sort yes of, some sort of I don't know deity don't know if that's the right word for it, but yeah there, there is Man, that because you get
1: you get all the stuff about the fact that he's got all the first editions of every book, and yeah, he put the money in the bank account and let forward two hundred years to collect
0: it because that, that interest well that's the good thing about his book, because it does give you a bit more of an insight of what he's done previously. Yes, to this, which you don't really get in the in the um, in the televised version.
1: It sort of mentions it mentioned it does mention the TV. It does mention he does mention um, Stonehenge, and it does mention the the, the, the putting the money in.
0: Oh, but does it does oh, go it?
1: quite yeah. Because Vicky does read that that passage from the book to Stephen, but you don't sort of get the stuff about what the other stuff. The, he's got stuff, a museum almost in in the TARDIS. Yeah. But you don't get what the significance of what they are. Oh right, okay. So much from the T V as you do from the
0: book. Now, because the other thing, there's but there's one other thing it tidies up as well, isn't there? The second thing you were gonna mention.
1: Uh yeah, right at the end. Actually what you don't get on the T V so much as you get in the, the book is is the fact of the the goading of the doctor about his TARDIS. You get more yes, of that yes, that than you do the yeah, on Steve, the TV.
0: Yeah, because Stephen goads him quite a bit Because that I yes. I've only seen the first watched the first two episodes recently and yeah, he does goad him a lot more in the book. Yeah, and you can tell he's having a bit of fun at the Doctor's expense, and sort of Vicky's sort of enjoying it as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, that doesn't really come across in the, in the televised version, does it? Not so
1: much. The do- no. Doctor just sort of changes the subject, and off they go. Whereas in the book, he's sort of you know you you get the the how this is hitting home, and this is you know hitting a sore point. Yeah, having having the Doctor sort of. Having a go at him about the oh this is there and that's the chair and that's the clock and all this to them. yeah as if pointing out to you're a simple then then it suddenly turned on its head with Stephen doing that to the doctor and then you have the monk doing it when they're in the monk's TARDIS as well that's right yeah almost like oh I could, you know in the book he's saying oh I could show you how to do this Doctor you know I'm surprised you haven't got one of these and all this
0: yeah was it was uh, what was it the something. Horizontal drift control, wasn't it? Yeah. That the Doctor so, didn't have, so he could he could um, yeah. hover perfectly in space, yeah, suspending space uh, without drifting. So yeah, that was um yeah that the Godin was was or well, the Doctor was quite good actually. Yeah. But yeah, um, you, you were saying that the thing it tidies up at the end.
1: Yeah, in in on the in the series on the TV, mm. basically you get the Doctor taking the dimensional circuit out of the Tardis yeah. to stop the Monk being able to use his Tardis. But as as I think was pointed out by people watching that, the fact is, in that they do nothing about removing any of the other stuff. So effectively, they leave him with the by just watching the TV. You get the monk's been left with the missiles, the cannon, it's, yeah, the gramophone, all the other stuff. It's in the book, they do spend time going round and making sure they've put it all back in its place. Yeah. Yeah, or or have removed it. I think they actually even take the cannon down into the into the Doctor's TARDIS at they the end. They do at the end. They yes. They yeah. collect that
0: cliffs, don't they? That's right. They do. They do.
1: So they just do leave him with nothing from the earlier than from later than the, 10th which, the which
0: makes more sense. It's more yes. of a, a plan to stop his,
1: his scheme, yes. really, isn't it? <laughs> and also, as we said, what on the TV series they he basically arrives back at the monastery. It seems having just outrun the villagers, the Saxons. Yeah. Whereas the book, I think, I quite like how the story goes in the book.
0: So do I. I, I do like that because there's sort of uh, three months have passed. Yes. Before the monk returns.
1: Even the comedic bit about him stealing a horse, but realizing he can't ride. So he got he got so, completely lost, didn't he, as well. Yeah. So and, and arrives. His next plan is to himself go to. Uh, the Battle of Hastings to, to warn Harold. Yeah. Uh, so that he still beats William the Conqueror, but it arrives too late because he's had trouble with his horse.
0: That's right. So, yeah, um, so they, so he returns to the monastery three months later. Basically doing it so the dust will settle as well more than anything yeah. else, isn't it? So they, they Yeah, he off. arrives
1: back in the winter, doesn't he? Yeah, in the, in the that. snow.
0: Um, and that's when he finds that the... Um, the, the his TARDIS's, uh dimensions have been um shrunk on the inside to, yes. ma- to match the outside so um yeah well, and that worked better as an ending um yeah. rather than that rather peculiar ending on the TV version with the with the um their faces superimposed on a, on a like a a star field looking yeah. look, look, looking into the middle distance it's um that, that I, I don't know why they did that as an ending
1: I don't know whether it was just that it was the last this was the last of that season weren't it, it was the last of season of season two was it uh I think it might have been yeah, so whether that was just something whether the idea was that was then going to be the new way they ended every episode so with the companion and the doctor's faces
0: yeah, it could have been but it was certainly interesting anyway it was, it was yeah. interesting way of doing things, but um, yeah, but um on the whole though, would you recommend this book
1: i would it's it's, it's quite it's I quite like the idea of this as a Doctor Who story, whereas not just you go back in time, but you go back and you fight somebody there that shouldn't be there. I quite like those stories.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I like the, yeah, I like the, the thing you're trying, they're trying to prevent time from being changed. Yes. I like that. Rather, as what,
1: rather than they've just gone back and they're...
0: They're part of events. They're trying yeah. To pre- yeah, they're trying to set history back on course again. And I, I wish they'd do more stories like this now. Yeah, I really do because I, I think maybe they will do. Who knows? Who knows what um, what direction this is going to go in now? But, um...
1: I mean, you sort of had stuff like Tooth and Claw, haven't you? That's done that.
0: Yeah, yeah, to a certain. But
1: and I suppose Idiot's Lantern as well. I suppose to. A,
0: yeah, but an then, extent. but yeah, but they're not really actual events that sort of. Not not
1: major, not major historical events like this. No, history.
0: no, they weren't trying to change anything historical. It was just the fact they were trying to turn the the queen into a werewolf, basically, weren't they? Yes. Um,
1: and nothing, nothing happening there. Then.
0: No, no, at all. But she does wear lokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. I, I mean, I must. Anyway, get back to the book. Yes, I would recommend this to people. I think it, it, it's um, as you say, it does tidy up quite a few loose ends. Um, from, from, left over from the TV version. But doesn't lose anything. No, it doesn't. It, it, oh, it, it adds. It, the, it other, does the other add bit a in the it.
1: book I liked was it, it reinforced my oft uh, thought that the Doctor does like a drink. Oh, God, yeah. Because in the book, he, he, I have not get more of that lovely mead. <laughs> it was. You had almost a page of him wondering whether she's going to come back and offer him some more mead.
0: I know. He, he just wanted to get pissed, didn't he? That was... <laughs> I actually did. Oh, I did that. like that. Yeah, I like that as well. That was funny. That was good. And for that alone, I'd recommend <laughs> it. Okay, I think that's a that's a good place to leave it. Actually, we want the doctor to become an alcoholic, so that's yes. that's how we like our doctor. You listening, Moffat? <laughs> okay, if then. So especially if you're going to look back more to a sort of pert, we look. Yes, <laughs> but a bottle
1: he, of wine is a must. He, <laughs>
0: Oh dear right, okay then. So um next week is our break week. Unfortunately yes. yes, that's our break week, so we we'll, we we'll back- <laughs> I said
1: that too enthusiastically, didn't you? You did actually.
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> Did you pun- <laughs> did you punch the air at the same time? <laughs> Just as you're saying unfortunately. <laughs> I might edit in the sound of a champagne cook popping at the same time. <laughs> no, um yeah, so we we'll be back in two weeks' time and as is the order of things It's time for a Big Finish story as well So we haven't um, decided Which one we're going to actually cover yet no. Um So keep your eyes peeled on our Twitter And Facebook group as well So we'll, we'll announce it on there About w- what story we're going to be covering Or well, it'll come as a pleasant surprise Yes indeed, indeed Okay then folks, so for another week It is goodbye from me Phil And goodbye from me Paul Goodbye